What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Wednesday morning. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. This is the Daily CBS Sports NFL Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. If you haven't done that, go ahead and do it right now. We really appreciate it. Seriously, go to stop what you're doing. Go rate and review. Bang that five-star button. We need them. Love ratings. Love reviews. If you want to write something nice, that'd be great. If you want to write something yeah, semi-mean, we can do that, too. Anyway, let's dive into it. Got a big show today. We will be joined by Jason Lockenfora, CBS Sports NFL Insider, to do our little our weekly overreactions game. I don't know. Do people like that? I, I kind of like it. Like a give we sort of like a a bastardized version of hot take or just right for those who've listened to this podcast for a long time. Uh, we'll also be joined by Broncos pass rusher and star outside linebacker Von Miller. He'll be doing some, uh, talking with some old spice, talking some defense of Bradley Chubb. So excited about that. Make sure and check that out. Um, news first. There's a lot of news going on. A group of Hall of Famers. By the way, you can tweet me at Will Brinson. My DMs are open if you want to send me uh, questions about fantasy trades. You can also email me at willbrinson at gmail.com. I have been extremely busy with a lot of stuff. Not related to my job, but also my job. So if I haven't gotten back to you on an email or a tweet, I apologize. I'll follow up, um, or, or don't, and I'll, I'll catch up eventually. Uh, to the news, a group of Hall of Famers sent a letter to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, NFLPA Executive Director Maurice Smith, and Pro Football Hall of Famer President David Baker basically saying they want health insurance coverage and an annual salary that includes a share of NFL revenues. And unless and until they do, they will no longer attend Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. So just to be clear, if Terrell Owens boycotts a Hall of Fame ceremony, he's a bad guy. These guys do it and, uh, and they're, they're here to help people out. I thought two interesting opinions that I heard on this situation, um, by the way, there's, they're forming a Hall of Fame board headed up by Chairman Eric Dickerson, Marcus Allen, uh, Mel Blunt, Derek Brooks, Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, Richard Dent, Carl Ellard, Marshall Falk, Mike Haynes, Ricky Jackson, Ronnie Lott, Curtis Martin, Joe Namath, John Randall, Jerry Rice, who later disavowed himself, Deion Sanders, Bruce Smith, Jackie Smith, Lawrence Taylor, Kurt Warner, also disavowed himself, and Reggie White's widow, Sarah White. Um, we don't... We're trying to sort of figure out what they want. Do they want benefits for all players down the road? Are they just trying to get benefits for these guys? Do they want benefits for just the people in the Hall of Fame? Um, but, you know, uh, two guys that I think have an interesting opinion on this. I heard Mike Golick. I was listening to uh, uh, Wingo and Golick in my car on Tuesday morning driving my son to preschool. And Golick pointed out that he was getting sort of miffed about it because – the idea that these guys would come together and form this group and try to get health care for just the Hall of Famers sort of goes flies in the face of the basic concept of trying to help out teammates. It's like uh, we refer to the quarterback club from back in the day. And, and then Jim Trotter of NFL Media pointed out that he thought it might be a potentially selfish act, uh, maybe even on the on the behalf of uh, Dickerson. So worth monitoring. Very, very interesting story. The timing is odd. Philip Rivers said, by the way, Philip Rivers has eight kids, whether he's done having kids. I hope not. Yeah, nobody wants to stop having kids when you're the good guy, Phil. Um, <laughs> after a strange trade me tweet, Antonio Brown didn't show up for work on Monday. Later, later Drew Rosenhaus 
would come out and say that it was a personal matter that required Antonio Brown to miss practice on Monday, even though on Sunday night, I think it was Sunday night, no, Monday morning, excuse me, even though he treated trade me, let's find out, quote, tweeting somebody who said that he is, um, that he wouldn't put up those numbers for other teams. It's absurd to suggest that Antonio Brown would not put up big numbers for other teams. Antonio Brown would be great for other teams. He'd be great for any team. Antonio Brown is just great. Um, but this is concerning. Le'Veon Bell is holding out. He was spotted in a Miami nightclub for the release of his new EP. Not a big deal. He's in shape, I'm sure. But he hadn't showed up, and the Steelers are 0-1-1. They're going to Tampa Bay on Monday night to play the, the Buccaneers. They're one point favorites in Tampa against Fitz, Ryan Fitzmagic, who, uh, who, by the way, also in the news, Deshaun Jackson said, you can't bench him. He's too hot. Yeah. That's how that works. Um, I don't know. The Steelers thing is legit, man. I, I picked him to miss the playoffs as I pointed out a bunch on here. And, uh, at least I don't feel good about it, but I mean, you kind of feel good about the way things are unfolding late on a uh, Tuesday night, you know, if, if you're not rooting for the Steelers or you're rooting for your own selfish interest going against the Steelers and not getting flamed for it, you know, you would, you would in theory be happy that the Steelers are combusting or appear to be combusting. They'll probably win by 40 points on Monday night. Um, Tom Brady. So interesting uh, piece here. We need to get Ian O'Connor on the podcast. But he, uh, Ian O'Connor works for ESPN, and he appeared on um, Scott Van Pelt Sports Center to promote his new book, Belichick. And in this book, and there's a, I wrote a piece for this for CBS, you know, sort of writing about what's in the book, and um, ESPN has it as well. But it's uh, he re- Belichick reportedly, according to people who talked to O'Connor, wants to quote divorce. I mean, Tom Brady wants to, quote, divorce Bill Belichick and considered walking away from football as late as late March this past offseason. Basically, he was so sick and tired of playing for Belichick for 17, 18 years, he almost walked away from football. Obviously, he did not do that, but man, wouldn't that have been something. And part of the problem with, with walking away for, for Brady, according to O'Connor, is basically that, and this makes sense, Patriots fans would have... the gone to his house and burnt the thing down. They should have a pitchfork, so it would have been a disaster. And um, they, he's not wrong. Like, Patriots fans would have freaked the bleep out on Tom Brady if they'd done that. And, and as a result, you know, they have to ride it out for one more year. One and one, the Patriots are after losing the Jaguars. And if you want to watch the Patriots-Jaguars game, there's only one way to do it. Well, there's another way. You could have, you could have set your DVR, and you could go back and watch it. Um, but that's a problem because like your kids want to watch Thomas the, the tank engine, Thomas the trainer, whatever he is. They want to watch Paw Patrol. Uh, they want to watch, um, uh, maybe Jake and the Buccaneers blast. And you, you want to watch football. You want to spend your afternoon, your mornings and your days and your nights and your entire life watching football. And the only way to watch all of the games at any point in time is with NFL Game Pass. And the best way to do that with a free seven day trial is to go to NFL.com backslash Pick six and get your free seven-day trial of NFL Game Pass. With Game Pass, you get access to decades, I believe. It's a lot of games. Years and years of games, including the most recent weeks, including condensed versions. You can hammer out a game in 40 minutes or less, depending on what you want to watch. You can watch the full broadcast version, or you can even watch the coach's tape, which gives you all 22 access, the best way to figure out why Bill Belichick and the Patriots can't seem to master Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So go to NFL.com backslash pick six and get your free seven-day trial. Let's go talk to Jason Lockenfora. All right, Jason, 
You know, I um, I don't know that we have to do it every show for every show for Wednesday, but I kind of like doing overreactions. Um, if you're you know if you're sure. fine with them, yeah, and, yeah, I'm game. This is your uh, this is like your your gift. This is your calling. So for me to be able to have a little role in partaking in it, it, it honestly makes my week. Well. It's like uh, it's like getting to watch Da Vinci paint. And I think we meant to get you back for lo- a lock segment. Did you have any locks last week? How did your locks do? Ugh, one and two, man. I went, oh, I went oh and five in the super contest, and uh, like my, um, as I pointed out, my dog got bitten by a snake. My, um, did I tell you about that? That hey, my dog got bitten. No, by is that real? Or I thought you were just like using like euphorism for being in a swamp. No, no, no. no. Literally, literally George, George got bitten by a copperhead. And, uh, in like your yard or where my, was, or my, I, when um, you guys went to your your parents or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's he's fine. He's gonna live. Like he's cool now. Um, but it's so like you found it right away. I mean, what was he like yelling or you're like no, he was on a he, he, was a he was on a walk with my uh, my dad and wife and the two black labs, and he ran over the copperhead and the thing jumped up and bit him, and then it then it bit another then it bit one of the labs too. It's crazy. Um, it's a fun time. So what do you have to do? Wait, wait, wait. So then, like, you had to, like, rush him right to the vet or, like? Yeah, my dad and I threw the two dogs. He got bit and sprinted up to the vet. And uh, and he, they gave him, like, a bunch of pain meds and anti-inflammatories and uh, and uh, Benadryl and, and antibiotics and stuff. Holy moly. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Well, um, I'm glad he's okay. That's scary as hell. Yeah, yeah. At that point, with a hurricane bearing down on North Carolina – my air conditioning out and, and, a, and a dog getting bit by a snake. I probably should have done the smart thing and flipped my picks and just faded whatever I like. You know, like whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever picks I thought were going to work out, I should have flipped them knowing that like I was careening towards an 0 and 5 day. Uh, I didn't get out of the way in time, but that's okay. We'll, we'll bounce back and, um, everybody's healthy. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll survive. Uh, my first reaction would be that Blake Bortles and the Jackson, Blake Bortles is, is thrusting himself into the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I get, watching that game, I just the whole time I just couldn't stop thinking about what was it, Sergio Dip, and he's having the night of his life or whatever at <laughs> the time a, of his life. Like honestly, every time Blake like got all swagged out and like tucked the ball and did a spin move or like pointed left and ran right, like he was feeling himself. I mean, that's far and away the best I've ever seen that guy play quarterback the most confident he's ever looked it was uh it was dare i say a tour de force will um <laughs> i am Do not ready think- to thrust him into the upper echelon of nfl quarterbacks just yet um but if he doesn't i mean the thing about the jags is as we know he doesn't have to play close to that well for them to beat you know most teams in the league or at least be, you know certainly i should say that for them to be able to beat most teams in the afc uh um, nfc is a little different proposition you know, he could play at 60% of what he did, and they could still manage games enough to beat most teams in the AFC, I think. But the, the, the Patriots always evolve as the season goes on. And if you want to catch the Patriots, you know, getting them at home on a 97-degree day with full humidity in September, um, you know, is probably, probably the time to do it. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, I... I, I, I I have been a, a, a staunch Bortles skeptic. If he keeps this going for week after week, um, I may be inclined to swing my vote a little bit. But right now, I got to see it more than week one. You know, he was pretty. I mean, more than for one week. Week one, I thought he was pretty pedestrian. You know, even when they won playoff games last year, it wasn't with you know slinging Blakey Bortles like like we saw <laughs> on Sunday afternoon into Sunday evening. Um, but. 
if he can build off that, and and certainly the, the way the receivers were making plays for him, and the budding confidence you saw in them as well, th- those are obviously really tacit, overt, great signs for the Jags if 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 they can keep anything close to that going. Keelan Cole looked incredible, crazy. I mean, and uh, look, yesterday was. Sunday, excuse me, not yesterday, Sunday, because um, this is, of course, Wednesday's podcast. Sunday was probably a um, a pants-free day for one Pete Prisco. And Monday, too, because, you know, look, Russell Wilson stunk up the joint. Blake Bortles is great. Matt Ryan is great. He's just tweeting at me. He's tweeting at Mike Freeman. He's probably tweeting at you. you know, yeah. He's, he's just, he's, yeah, he's, was he tweeting at you, too? I'm probably I I didn't notice, but I'm I yeah. I have really made a concerted effort to stay out of my mentions. It's smart, so, probably smart since yeah. Yeah, over the last few years. Um, but like four different guys caught p- touchdown passes for the uh for the for the for the freaking Jags. I mean, Blake Bortles threw for 377 yards, four touchdowns against the Patriots defense that had looked like it would probably be better. I I don't know. I mean, like I I don't. I don't think we need to read too much into like the Patriots being toppled here because you're right, they do struggle at certain times. But it is interesting that another AFC contender with a really good defense showed that they can do to the Patriots what you need to do to beat them for the second time that they've played in a row, right? Like the AFC championship game should have been won by the Jaguars and then they just flat out won at home. And and certainly you would rather play the Patriots at home than at Foxborough if you have to in the playoffs. Yeah. No, I mean, look, that was, that was an ultimate case of taking care of business by, by the, uh, by the Jags. Now, I mean, again, because it's the Patriots, we do these things and I think they've earned the right for us to do these things. But I kind of felt like had anyone on that, uh, punt where the Jags jumped off sides, had anyone listened to Belichick screaming to snap the ball and or mm. reach across and grab somebody, don't you kind of think like that game then, that game goes down to the final possession? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you give Brady that extra possession and he goes down and scores, now, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would have been very intrigued to see Blake Bortles under those circumstances versus getting them, you know, getting that, ha- having the security of that two score lead. But I, I can't take anything away from what Bortles did. It happened. It was real. Um, you know, Briscoe's got his well oiled chest sticking out in the wind. Good for him. Um, he can wear that for a week, and, and then we'll see what happens. But I, I think it Jacksonville has every opportunity now to hone in on the on the first overall seed. I mean, they've got the head to head over the Pats. Um, they're in a division where the Colts may be the second best team in that division, which tells you about the state of that division. Um, and I actually have been really impressed by the Colts, by the way. Um, Honestly, yeah. like they, they, their defense has shocked me maybe more than anything else. Matt Eberfluss. Is it Eberfluss? Eberfluss? How do you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah, Eberfluss. Eberfluss. I mean, like, Eberfluss like, I mean he's doing a heck of a job with a limited amount of personnel tra- transitioning yeah. to a different uh, scheme. I mean, Al Woods and Jabal Sheard and Marcus Hunt look like game wreckers. Um, but, but anyway, on this Jags thing, I mean, look, they now, I mean, it's only two weeks, but they've got you know, route one to the number one seed. If they take care of business in their division, hold serve at home, you know, the Steelers are obviously reeling. Um, I mean, the Chargers beat up on the Bills, but we all saw what happened to them week one, and they've already got massive health issues. Um, Kansas City, love the offense, but, God, they can't stop anybody. And I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, literally I counted seven Mississippi 
multiple times of him <laughs> in the pocket before he got to street ball it and fling it down the field to any of three open receivers. It just depends on which one he wanted to hit. Um, so, yeah, you look at Jacksonville and you look at the, the, the um, all three phases, you, you've got to like the Jags right now. Yeah, and Jacksonville, by the way, with the upcoming schedule, should continue to be in pretty good shape. They get the Titans uh, next week, this coming week, excuse me. They get the Titans this coming week on Sunday. Uh, then they get the Jets at home the week after that. And then a fun little showdown in Kansas City on uh, on October 7th against the Chiefs on CBS Sports. By the way, you can watch Jason on the NFL today every Sunday on CBS. Does it start at noon, noon to one? So, Noon to one. And, and Tops. Uh, I saw you on Tops. I was watching you Tops. Can catch me on, yeah, you can catch me on Tops usually around 8.30 and then 9.30. I'm usually on Tops a couple of times. Well, I'm always on at least once. But, uh, yeah. And then we've got our fantasy football show at 11. All right, what is, I don't even know what that's called now, now that we have HQ. Is this, I don't think, is it still just called the fantasy football show? Fantasy football know. today. Fantasy football today. Fantasy football today. Yeah, on right. CBS um, Sports HQ. Um, yeah, and, and you're on, CBS, 11, yeah, you're on CBS, Sports, CBS, CBS Sports HQ basically like nine days a week. Uh, yeah, you know what? It hasn't been that crazy. Yeah, I haven't been on that much either. I think it's because Prisco moved to Florida. I, works, it works out well. And I think it's because they kind of made they put, they put a schedule together, and I think that kind of yeah has has been a beautiful thing. Yeah, it has been. Uh, anyway, you can watch CBS Sports HQ live twenty four seven on CBS Sports dot com. CBS Sports dot com backslash live. Here's another overreaction for you. The Steelers locker room is falling apart, and it will result in Pittsburgh missing the playoffs. Ah. Uh, I don't know about missing the playoffs, but they've got real problems there. Mm. And uh, they're acute. And um, I had more than one person in that organization reach out to me yesterday saying, bro, we got we got issues here. Like, we got, really? we got some sorting out to do. Yeah. Now, remember, I, I would just, you know, preface that by saying I was hearing the same kind of stuff when the anthem went awry last year, you know what I mean? And they had uh, – Villanueva kind of out there on an island, and there were players fighting over who should have been on the sidelines and who shouldn't have, you know, the weekend after the Trump SOB comments. And they were in disarray and reeling for a little while. And then they still ended up, you know, getting pretty far in the playoffs. Sure. Hosting a, hosting a second-round playoff. With game, relative right? ease. Now, yeah. I think the division's a little better this year, and I think the AFC as a whole, while it's not as good as the NFC, I think there are, are fewer um, – you know, cakewalks, fewer absolute W's that you can just write in Sharpie at the beginning of the year. Um, but, yeah, I, the, Steelers, the Steelers have to figure some things out. They've got an offensive coordinator there who I think has been a little overwhelmed. They've got an incredibly strong-willed quarterback and an incredibly strong-willed wide receiver who one of them's getting his way right now and the other one isn't, and that's an issue. And then you've got arguably, obviously, perhaps the best player overall in their offense. Um, I, I guess the latest – Photos were him riding a jet ski yesterday in South Beach. Mm. So, and and you know their best offensive lineman overall, DeCastro, is in a cast. Um, but saying all that, the offense wasn't the issue. <laughs> I mean, Ben, he didn't play a perfect game, but after the early turnover, he was pretty darn perfect. But they couldn't get Mahomes off the field. I mean, they had the three stops after the twenty-one nothing lead. And then once Andy Reid put his foot back on the gas pedal in the second half, it was it was the Steelers' defense was getting. Um, just completely manhandled. And, and I think as much as, you know, we can dwell on the drama and the interpersonal stuff, and I probably will throughout the week because there is a lot of stuff going on there, but the, the big problems on the other side of the ball where if Bud Dupree's not a football player and Artie Burns isn't a football player, then that defense is going to continue to be 
horrendous. Um, and that's just that's just the reality of where they are right now. If it comes down to just you know Hayward and a bunch of guys and T.J. Watt eviscerating really bad tackles, but not doing much against decent um, you know left and right tackles, then they they're going to have to score forty points every week to win, and that's a difficult road to hoe. Uh, so yeah, there there's definitely um, concern and consternation. I wouldn't just limit it to the locker room. I would say throughout their headquarters right now. A lot of navel-gazing and soul-searching. Mm. Well, you know, the thing is, like, they had – I've been saying this. I'm going to keep saying it on this podcast over and over again until, until people, you know, give me credit for it. But, like – and the defense bailed them out in the first half of last year. Like, the defense spent a lot of time yeah. helping them out because Ryan Shazier played so well. And he's he might be – this is Dave Damashek used the phrase, but the Jenga piece. He might be the ultimate Jenga piece as soon as they took – Ryan Shazier off that roster, the defense fell apart, and but the offense played so well down the stretch. I just think the concern for the Steelers is if you dig yourself a hole here and you don't, you can't get a defense going, and you know it takes the offense half a season to really start clicking and to get Le'Veon Bell back. Not only are you in a dogfight to make the playoffs, but then you're not going to have home field advantage. You know, you're not going to be able to to pick up a bye, et cetera, et cetera. And th- that should be a concern for a, for a Steelers team that you know doesn't look like it's going to magically get. Get good on 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 that side of the ball, on the defensive side of well, the ball. But but you yeah, and, and I guess the way this is setting up to me is like, whenever it is, week four, week five, week six, week eight, you know who will now have the perfect scenario to come in on the white horse, right, and save mm. the day, and lead the NFL in scrimmage yards from the point he returns through the rest of the year, and then you know possibly save the season and set himself up for that you know whatever forty. 45 to 50 million fully guaranteed that he's looking for. Well, he might be, he might be playing it right then. I mean, like, if, you know, like. Good. I mean, again, it's, it's, it, there's extreme risk there and it's not for everybody and you better be a special player if you try this kind of thing. Sure. But it's not out of the question that it sets up okay for him. And, 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 and look, I mean, that right now in Pittsburgh and that, in those coaching meeting rooms, they are, going to be spending every waking hour trying to figure out how to stop Fitz Magic, And I don't even say that facetiously. <laughs> I mean, they've watched that film, and not the film of the post-game press conference, but the film of the first two games, and they've watched Deshaun Jackson explode off the page, and, you know, they've watched uh, a different player on any given down uh, being a guy who can beat you, whether it's the tight ends, whether it's Evans, whether it's Deshaun. Um, and they're, they're, they're looking at their defense and saying, we this, <laughs> this may not be a very good matchup for us. And it's an out-of-conference game. I can't say it's the end-all and be-all. But, you know, the Steelers, boy, they really could use a win this week. Whoever loses that Texans-Giants game, look out. Um, It just got early real, real fast. Uh, There's, you know, the Steelers I put on a short list of teams. I'm not going to call it must-win. You know, if they were playing the Bengals or something like that or the Ravens, I might be a little more inclined, you know. But, it's big. It's, it's a big darn week three game for them. By the way, the Steelers um, over under for that game in Tampa fifty three and a half. For context of that, uh, the the Saints and Falcons are fifty three, and the the Chiefs and Forty Nine ers are fifty six and a half. So expecting some shootout. I mean, like Vegas has quickly adjusted to the idea that the Pittsburgh defense may just be terrible, and that Ryan Fitzpatrick is is is. All right, how about that one? Ryan Fitz, oh, let's overreact to that. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a viable MVP candidate. Oh, my God. I thought, I, yeah, I should have known. I thought you were going to take it to, like, 
Maybe still the Bucks starter at week eight, but you, we went, oh. we went straight, oh, well, to, we went no, straight to the hardware. No, 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 like no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I would uh, like to see him win the MVP award and then wear it around his neck like Flavor Flav <laughs> with Deshaun Jackson's jacket on and then obviously the, the robust chest hair. How that, is it? That would be. The best look of all time. How is it that how is it that Deshaun Jackson happens to own a Conor McGregor outfit and like play with a guy who happens to look like Conor McGregor? It's 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 insane. Would yeah, it's obviously serendipitous, right? Over Uh, under over under week seven. I'm not going to say. I mean, MVP. uh, This guy can get hot for any series of of time. We've seen it in the past. I just think at at his age and given some of his limitations. The sample size expanding, it, you, you, you tend to run the risk of, of A, injury, and then B, just regressing to the mean. I mean, you could have made the case at week eight last year that Josh McCallan was a top 10 MVP candidate. Sure. Right? And then he tailed off a little bit, and then he got hurt, and then people basically wrote the Jets off, um, you know, as, as trash. All right, so, but so, what, so, so over under, but, but over this under, this guy's got to keep that job. I mean, if, yeah. if, I don't care what happens week three. Like, I don't care if he goes out and has a turd. You cannot make that switch in a short week going into week four. He's got you above 500. The worst-case scenario, mm-hmm. despite a really tough schedule early, would be two and two, even if, if Fitz lays eggs in the next two. I think you need to give him the opportunity to lay eggs in the, in the next two. You need to make sure that, that Jameis has been sort of as, as, as humbled and uh, – altered and matured and whatever else he needs to do by everything that that he has done on the field and off the field and everything he hasn't done on the field and off the field. And I am in no rush to see him back as my starting quarterback. I think you need to validate what, what, what your team has done. And I think you need to keep a guy who, you know, clearly is is being looked at as the man right now in that position to be the man. And you ride it out after you know, you play it through week four um, and then, you know, if, 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 if Fitzpatrick, he doesn't play like this. If Fitzpatrick's just playing competent football, I don't make the change. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I think that if you're two and two, you can have the discussion. If, if you're three and one, then you, you just keep rolling with the hot hand. And then as Brady Quinn pointed out yesterday too, like this locker room is, is digging what Fitz is putting down and enjoying watching him yeah. play. Um, Hot hot take here. The Arizona Cardinals are worse than the Buffalo Bills. I can't say that. Um, but they're definitely the NFC's version of the Buffalo Bills. What and the, what is happening? Why is Sam Bre- why is Josh Rosen not playing and why on he's Earth? He's going to have to play soon. I why? mean, not on I, Look, why is why is Glennon still there? You know what I mean? Why didn't they trade him for a bag of balls? Why is it this collection of three quarters and the three quarterbacks to begin with? Why did they feel the need to give Sam Bradford another $20 million? Um, where is David Johnson, and why isn't he in the slot yeah. or being force-fed the ball out wide or somewhere? Um, and the defense, I mean, you can say all that stuff. Say it all. What, I'm with you. It all stinks. But they've been outscored 40 to nothing in the first half mm. of their first two games. And like I told you before, the skins are not a juggernaut. You know what I mean? like... That, that Adrian Peterson is not good. And Alex Smith is Alex Smith. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He looked like Patrick Mahomes against the Cardinals. Like, they, eh, it's not good. It's, it's, it's not good. And for it to be happening with a rookie head coach, the difference with the Bills is 
the Bills have already admitted and conceded who they are, and mm. and they you know they've kind of been even last year when they made it to the playoffs, they were tearing that thing down along the way. Seems like the Cardinals have been reluctant to embrace who they really are. Um, they started their teardown a year too late. It should have started before last year, but they stuck with Carson Palmer. They didn't draft a quarterback in 2017. Um, and it almost seemed to me like Rosen was begrudgingly right. They waited for everybody else to shoot their shot, you know, and then they said, well, we'll do the, you know, the smallest thing we have to do to get the last guy standing. Mm. But we won't, you know, be willing to go as bold as some of these other teams, rightly or wrongly. And I, I think Rosen could end up being the second best of all these quarterbacks. Um, but they didn't. It wasn't like they were going out of their way to ramp them up in the preseason. They seemed to think they could be a competent football team with Sam Bradford, and they've been an abject failure. And and to not show up two straight weeks for a rookie head coach, um, <laughs> it says a lot. Troubling. It says a lot, right? Wilson, I mean, like... Patricia, you know what I mean? Should they 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 should set up a conference call and do some kumbaya because they're 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 kind of in, in similar situations here. Yeah, I mean like in Wilkes it was weird because you were you're watching them just get sandblasted by the by the uh by the Rams early on and Wilkes is just standing on the sideline like taking it on the chin very solemnly. Like I mean like Let's, I mean go back to their coaching search, Will. You know, it was bizarre and and yeah. I heard and reported in real time and I stand by this that the guy they really wanted was Munchak and he got out there and he saw the way everything was lined up. And he kind of saw the direction they thought they should go, and he pulled him. So he bailed, mm-hmm. and then that thing kind of, you know, went for another couple of weeks and and played itself out. And and, and look, Wilkes might be fine. Like you cannot write off Steve Wilkes after two weeks, um, but you can write off the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> and, well, I think they I think they play the Seahawks in Week Four. I mean, you talk about a desperate, you know, desperation Sunday. That game, I, I hope it's not in prime time, but I think it might be. Oh, boy. Let's, Either way. Um, let's look at that. And by the way, so the Rams, I mean, the, the Cardinals, excuse me, not the Rams, the Cardinals uh, this week will draw. Is that game somehow the line isn't up for that game? What's going on here? Oh, I guess they don't know. Maybe maybe they're, Vegas is holding off on that line for, for some bizarre reason, but the Cardinals will get in week three. I think they're big underdogs. Um, to the Bears. Oh, because the Bears played last night. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're, oh no, they're at Chicago. Chicago will be hosting the Cardinals. I mean, good luck with that, Sam Bradford. Like, Russell Dude, Wilson just got lost. Sam last... Bradford is averaging 3.98 yards per attempt. What, what is He's got a quarterback rating of 55.6, and he has achieved 10 first downs oh. in two games. If that's not enough to get you benched. Go back and watch the last drive of their game last week. I swear to God, guys were selling out to get across midfield because it was like, you know, all I kept hearing during the broadcast is, you know, the, the, the Cardinals still have not gotten beyond their own 45. And then the last drive of the year, like of the year, of the season, well, maybe, maybe metaphorically the year, uh, like literally it was like you would have thought you'd get seven points for getting across the 50. They were all about just getting in the other team's territory. Like, let's just get in the Rams' territory so they can't hold that one against us. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad, man. All right, what about, um, let's get you out on here, and I didn't want to open up with it because we talked about it with Brady Quinn to start off, but Josh Gordon traded uh, to the Patriots. No, I mean, no hot take or anything here. Does this, is there anything to know in terms of what happened in Cleveland outside of what's been reported that, you, that you're hearing? No. Yeah, I mean, they just were finally at wit's end. They felt like they couldn't trust them. Um, you know, they weren't positive as to exactly how that injury occurred. Mm. And, 
he's late to work and he just can't be, you can't be late to work. You can't not be on time for treatment. You can't give, you, you must give every impression that you are completely invested in making this work. Um, and especially with young guys in that organization. That's what I know, was going to ask, the, too. In Mayfield and Callaway, you know what I mean, who've already had their transgressions in the past in college. You need to at some point show we're an organization that doesn't just talk about discipline, but we actually enact it. Yeah. So I get it. It's crazy to me at last. It, it's crazy to me that he was on, ever on a 2018 Cleveland Browns roster to begin with, even if it was the 90-man roster in January when they signed their Futures players or whatever. It shocks me. That's the most stunning thing of all is that he was in that building for that long. Um, and we'll just have to see. Can he walk the line with the Patriots? Does he take this seriously as this is it, buddy? This is your football mortality. If, if Belichick chucks you out in four weeks and he was the only guy willing to give up a five for you, you're probably cooked. Yeah. You know, go, yeah. go play with Manziel in the CFL. So, no, I we'll mean, they, I, mean they, I, I can't vouch for his availability. He hasn't been available for five years, but – if he miraculously starts to be available and productive and they get Edelman back in the slot in two weeks, like I say, get your shots in on the Patriots in September. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is I, – I think the, my problem with it is like too many people were comparing it to, to Josh to, – I mean to, to Randy Moss though. Because it's like, look, this is oh, not I – mean, it's not, but it's – right. It's just not the same thing. Like Randy Moss had a Hall of Fame career before he got – to New England. Like he was, people thought he was retiring with the Raiders because he was just done playing, but he wasn't like in and out of football. It's the same thing Carson Palmer did. You know what I mean? Okay, this isn't going to work. Get me the hell out of here. Carson did it twice. He did it in Cincinnati and in Oakland. Right. You know, to eventually get to Arizona. I mean, he just was like, nobody wins here. I got to get out of here. You know what I mean? We're incompetent. I mean, Right. It was very different than a guy who is, you know, so far in the drug system. In the, in the substance abuse policy that he's being tested every couple of days, who's played 11 games since 2013, and who's had more off-field incidents than big plays. I mean, wh- what are we talking about? Yeah. Not yeah. even – Yeah, it's, it's, it's – no, it's crazy. Uh, all right, Jason Lockenfora, at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. Watch him on the NFL Today every Sunday from noon to 1. Watch him on CBS Sports HQ at cbssports.com backslash live and uh, tops as well. Man, you're, uh, you're pretty busy during football season, huh? They keep you kind of busy, right? It's the way to, it's way to be, Will. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Good luck with the AC and the doggy. <laughs> thanks. Vaughn, what's up, man? How you doing? How you guys going, Will? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Can't complain too much. I, uh, yeah, pretty good little uh, week of football. It's been it's been fun to watch the uh, to watch the season start, and it's got to be fun in Denver because you guys are off to a two and zero start. And the defense reminds me does it, re- it reminds me of this? Does it remind you of the, uh, the the team that won the Super Bowl? Uh, no, honestly, no. It's a it's a, huh. it's a totally it's a totally different team. It's a totally different team. Now this team is is very special, but it's a it's a totally different team. You know, on the other team, you know, we had. Uh, Peyton Manning, Demarcus Ware, Wade Phillips. You know, yeah. you know, with those three guys, that that changes the team in general. You know, this team is, you know, Case Keenum, Von Miller, DT, you know, uh, Joe Woods. So it's a it's a it's a it's a totally different team, but you know, we still um, it still has a special feel about it, no doubt. Uh, what, how's it like? I, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and, and and spend a lot of time watching NC State play football. So I got a firsthand look at Bradley Chubb. How impressed are you with his transition from college to the uh, to the NFL level? And how has it how has it been working alongside of him? 
Oh yeah, Bradley Chubb is Bradley Chubb is great. I mean, whenever you take a the top, whenever you take a guy in the, in the top five, you know nine times out of ten he's going to be a special player. And Bradley definitely is a special player. He comes in and he immediately helps us in the run defense and and in the pass defense. So it's it's, it's great having a guy like that right next to you. Yeah, it feels like you guys both do. Like you, you know, you get the credit for the for rushing the passer, but you guys are both very enthusiastic run stoppers, right? I mean, like that that it gets it gets undersold, you know, the ability of of pass rushers to shore up the run defense because sacks sacks are sexy and and run defense sometimes not quite as much. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's great having Bradley Chubb because we both you know view um, the run game the same. You know, we we play run first, and then when we get the opportunity to rush the passer, we, we rush the passer hard. So it's um. It's great to have a guy that uh, you know speaks the same language that you do and sees the, the game the same way you see it. Are you worried about your ability to continue sacking the quarterback, given what you saw in the uh, the Packers and Vikings game with the NFL flagging Clay Matthews for the for the hit on on Kirk Cousins, and now apparently they're going to use it as a teaching tape? Um, no, I'm not. Uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not really too worried about it. I mean, my my whole game, I'm not really. Honestly, I'm not worried about you know the quarterback. I'm I'm honestly going for the ball whenever I get back there. And I think you know, if you uh you know prioritize you know the ball, you know everything else, you know follows that. You know, it's, it's still again, you know, you still get caught with some of the same plays that that Clay did. You know, and it's uh it's, it's super tough when you get caught in those situ- in those situations. So wait, like if you're di- if you're coming into the pocket, you're kind of keeping eyes up a little bit and maybe going after like thinking jump instead of launch. In other words, like if you see, like if you see the quarterback start to release, you're thinking go high and and try and get the, you know, try and knock the ball down, or or I mean, like what's the game plan? I know it's a split second decision, so it's difficult. But what's the game plan then to try and avoid those penalties? Yeah, just keep the ball first. You know, just keep the ball first. You know, if you come free, you know, for me, I play on the left side. If I come free and I, and I got a clean shot on the quarterback, you know, if you put a priority on the football, you know, it doesn't matter if it's split second or not. Like if if you're looking at the flip, if you're looking at the football and not the quarterback, you know, that'll, that'll help you. You know, nine times out of ten. And, and, and uh, you know, let me tell you, I got all type of, you know, roughing the quarterback, <laughs> roughing the pass the penalties. And this is before, you know, the new rules. So, I, you know, I, I totally, you know, see the way that, you know, that, that Clay Matthews sees it. But, you know, and uh, what has helped me is just, you know, put a little bit more, a little bit more priority on the ball. And, you know, that helps. That's smart. So do you think the NFL is taking it too far? Or do you think it's actually beneficial for the game? Because, you know, like last year it was, not tough to watch football, but there's a lack of quarterbacks. Guys are getting hurt, and and yeah. it's clear the NFL likes scoring and 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 likes to have healthy quarterbacks. Listen, the game is about the quarterback. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it, you like to you know hear you know next man up stories and you know the next guy came in and did this or whatever. But you know the NFL is about our star our star quarterbacks, and you got to keep those guys healthy. So I'm I'm all in 100. percent you know, with uh, with the rule changes, you know, the game is about the quarterback. What makes our game great is, you know, great quarterbacks. So we got to keep our great quarterbacks on the field. All right, well, you got a guy who's playing pretty well in Case Keenum. Is he is he the is he capable of? Do you you know you don't see this very often as a guy gets to thirty years old or you know in his late you know at his age and just magically transforms who he is. But Case Keenum did it last year for the Vikings, and now it looks like he's got some gunslinger ability and and can kind of take the. Broncos offense over the top. Is this this is a viable solution at quarterback for you guys? Yeah, case is case is special. Um and there's uh there's really no doubt about that. He can make all the throws. He's he's a great leader. Um, you know, our organization is, is led by, you know, a Super Bowl quarterback. 
and um, he went out and, and got Case Keenum. And um, you know, I, I feel the same way that, that that John feels about Case. He's he's a, he's a special quarterback. He whatever we can, uh, whatever team success we're gonna, we're gonna get, it's it's, it's gonna be uh, because of great quarterback play and great defense. So, and we got a special guy over there, and I'm, I'm excited to see um, some of the things that Case is, is gonna do for us this season. It, it seems like. And I mean, I, I get it, I guess, but it seems like there's been some criticism of John Elway locally and the, and the quarterback position. Are you surprised by that, given how much success you guys have had as a team over the last half, what, what, like five years? What criticism? I haven't heard any criticism. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, John's done, uh, John's done great for us. I mean, we've been to two Super Bowls, one one. Yep. Um, we, we had great defense. Great uh, players on the offense. You know, went out, got, went out and got Peyton. Went out and got Case. Um, took a couple of shots on uh, some other guys. They they played great for us as well. But it, you know, it just didn't work out. You know, it sounds pretty sounds pretty good to me if you ask me. <laughs> That's a fair take. Uh, you're, you're, this is this is why your your Old Spice commercials are hilarious because you have a good sense of humor and your and your latest one on um, uh, you know walk me through sort of the. The, the work you did with the, the foamer and the Old Spice foamer and, and the commercial, like you, you do a, 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 you build a stadium and like imagining a bunch of people playing, um, in a giant stadium of foam. This, this feels like it might yeah. be a Von Miller creation, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, um, you know, partnering up, partnering up with Old Spice, you know, years ago has been great. Um, I'm super excited to be an Old Spice guy again this season and, uh, be a part of the Old Spice, um, foam zone. That's what we were talking about earlier. And, um, you know, now I'm uh, promoting the um, Old Spice Foam. It's an instantly lathering body wash. It's pretty great. And um, today they have the um, the Foam Zone Obstacle Course, and you can check it out on all the Old Spice media channels from 5 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Nice. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Monday and Tuesday, September 17th and 18th from 5 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm sure that you can rewatch it on YouTube, Twitch TV, and Facebook Live. Um, you can check out uh, Vaughn's commercial. I'm sure that will be airing soon. And, uh, and and by the way, those Old Spice t-shirts, I've got one of them. They're the most comfortable t-shirts they, I've they ever are worn. great. Have you got the hoodie? I haven't, I, well, I, my AC is out and it's like 80 degrees here, so I'm not, I'm not, oh. I haven't worn the hoodie yet, but I, I do have a hoodie and I, I look forward to check. It feels like a, it feels like a very soft towel. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's great. I wear yeah. it all the time. Yeah, hey, look, I'm, I mean, I've been an Old Spice guy since I was like 15 or whatever, at whatever age you start wearing, uh, start wearing deodorant. So I'm, I'm on board with it. Well, look, Vaughn, <laughs> uh, right, so who, uh, are you, let me ask, what, you know, you're an AFC West guy. I'll get you out on this. I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Have you, have you watched any of the Chiefs yet? And are you surprised to see Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, step into this role f- filled by Alex Smith and the job that he's done for the Chiefs? No, I mean, um, I, I, I wasn't surprised probably last year, you know, when they, when they started them in the last game of the season, I was surprised then. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, we, and we lost that game yeah. know, when we played, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I was surprised then, but now it's like, no, nah, he, He's special. He's a great quarterback. He's hot right now. You would hope, like, you know, in the next two weeks he would slow down a little bit before he plays <laughs> us. But, you know, the Chiefs are on fire. They're on fire last year. They got a lot of great players from, you know, tight end to receiver to uh, the second receiver to the offensive line to the quarterbacks and running backs. And they've had a great defense for a long time. So. Yeah, is it, Chiefs, uh, well, well, Chiefs have a great team this year. Is, it, um, is there anything schematically that they do differently that you guys can combat? Because it feels like, I mean, 
Mahomes is playing great, but these guys are wide open. Um, is it, is it something that, that Andy reads better at in terms of like getting guys open early in the season because there's not enough tape? I mean, how, how, how tough are the margins there? He's better at getting Tyreek Hill the ball. <laughs> if you if you give him the ball with space, you know Tyreek Hill is going to do everything. He, and he's great at giving Kareem Hunt the ball because if you put the ball in his hands, and he can go the distance with it every time. That's what that's what Andy Reid's great at getting his guys the ball. He's great at you know constructing a great offensive line and picking quarterbacks too. So mm. he's great at a lot of stuff over here. All right, thanks, Vaughn. Look forward to seeing you guys play the rest of this year. Uh, best of luck on the uh, continue the two and zero start, and uh, we'll check you out on the uh, old Old Spice Facebook channel, man. All right, guys, appreciate you guys. Thank you.